listening to KZAA LP Santa Barbara 96.5 FM Gaza. Show the best of fucking time. Times will change. The best of the best fucking time. Oh, the best fucking time. Don't put words in your fucking seat, bitch. Times will change, so they, so will they. Times will change, and so will they. I hope friends. What the fuck? What the hell did you write? No, it's the same shit. I'm just fucking. No, you're fucking on it. Rewrite that shit. Rewrite it now, bitch. Rewrite it. Hot hands, K, and hot hands, Wayne. Shut up, sure, man. <laughs> Yo, what's up? Do we got Linwood crew on the line right now or what? What's up? <laughs> yo, yo, yo. Hey, sorry for the delay. Um, real quick, let me let the listeners know what's going on. So uh, you just heard a couple jams from Evil Ways right here live on the radio in Santa Barbara, KZAA LP 96.5 FM. And we're now joined by Richard De La Vega of Evil... Uh, front man of Evil Ways and more to Pride. Uh, we got him live on the phone line right now. What's up to everyone listening on the radio? Sorry for the late start. Um, uh, yeah, you just heard. I can only play two Evil Ways songs on the radio, man. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, no worries, no worries, man. It should uh, shoot. Um, the you know whatever you play is all good with me. <laughs> at least uh, at least we're getting a little bit a uh, little bit of our tunes out there. Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, I love all the songs, but um, I could only play Brain Dead and um, Clock's Ticking. Oh, the, the, the bangers. The bangers, homie. <laughs> um, and what's up to everyone who's who will be listening to this uh, on a streaming platform? Um, you'll also be able to hear uh, a demo from the band Mass Line, who's out of Ventura County, at the end of this interview. Um, their new demo will be streaming right after the interview. But uh, Richard, what's up? How are you? I'm doing good, man. Just here, chilling, posting, getting toasted, you know? <laughs> That's right. That's right. How about you? How what's about up? You? How, you? Are you, how are you doing today? Are you drinking a pisto right now or what? Yeah, I'm having a little brew. <laughs> That's right. I'm good, man. I'm good. Like I had to drive down to Oxnard to get the key from the from the big homie at the radio station because he forgot to he forgot to leave it open. So I was like, I was like, man, I got I got the I got Linwood coming on the show today. I can't. I got to drive down there and get the key. <laughs> I appreciate it, but yeah, I'm, I'm happy to. But um, you know, be on here with you, and been looking forward to this since you, uh, you know, hit me up and talked to me about it, and I'm like, shoot, let's do this <laughs> for sure. So, where exactly are you calling the show from right now? I'm calling from the northeast side of Los Angeles, aka Highland Park, Cypress Park, Lincoln Heights, all the heights. That's what's up. That's where I stay at. That's where I stay at now. Avenue Fifty One or what? Oh man, you're I, man. I, Come on, man. You already know what's up. I don't know. <laughs> that's dope. That's dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly around that area. <laughs> I'm right. I stay right here. Uh, on my uh, my wife grew up out here, so I I made the move out here. It's pretty nice. Pretty nice. Still, still a little, still a little ghetto, but you know, I grew up around it, so it's, it's, it's nothing new to me. Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, Southern California is the best. I, I love it with all my heart. So, um, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I, I interviewed uh, actually an artist who had like a installation at this place called um, it was like Avenue Fifty Studio, I think. It's like it's like uh -huh. this little art spot right down there by the train tracks. And um, oh, okay, yeah. So I ended up going down there not too long ago to see like the art oh. installation. And, um, All right. yeah, I used to run around like in Monterey park too. I know that's not really that close, but, um, not too far, not too far. Yeah. But, um, right on, man. Well, uh, yeah, I'm super honored to have you on the show. I'm glad that we got to meet and, um, we'll definitely get into all the music stuff and everything and, and, um, your bands and all that. But before that, I just wanted to ask you, uh, I know like from, you know, you take a lot of pride in, in what you do for work and, 
if you don't mind just sharing a little bit about that, like what, what exactly you do for work and then a little bit about the concrete cutting business. Yeah. Um, I, um, I'm, I, I, I do take, I do take a lot of pride in my work. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a career that I, I've been in for, you know, close, close to 12 years. I've been in construction mostly all my life, but you know, doing what I do as uh, you know, I do concrete cutting. I operate machines that cut, cut concrete, you know, demolition, you, I tear down, tear down buildings, whatever you need me to do, as long as it's, uh, involves me cutting up some concrete and, uh, and knocking it down. I'm that's, 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 that's what I do. And I'm also a part of, uh, the union local 1309 represent. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's up, man. What, so when it comes to cutting concrete, what kind of tools do you use to do that? Oh man, I use, um, I use, a. Uh, there's a different names for the different tools that I use. So there's a, there's a, a machine called the wall saw where you have to mount tracks onto the wall and then you hook up your, um, your motor to the tracks and then you, you put your blade on and all that. And then you cut a big old square opening on the wall or, or just cut a, just cut up a bunch of, uh, walls and just knock them down if they need it. Yeah. And then there's a flat saw. There's a, there's another one called the flat saw, which is, a. You know, it's it's a it's meant for a ground ground saw that which is cuts openings on the on the street, sidewalk, floors, you know, all that. All Dang, that just all cutting that holes in the ground. Everything, man. I do everything. <laughs> I, I I'm I'm not. That's just not what I what I do. I also you know I, I tear out concrete. I'll I'll put it back. You know, finish it. Yeah, it's it's. I got a I got a lot of lot of experience in the my belt so pretty handy with the when it comes to construction that's what's up yeah much much respect to you for that man um that's awesome so and also like before we get too deep into music um i know that you're a father and and you're married and uh just much respect to you for that as well um how how has that been for you like how old are your kids and how's the how's the how's the family life been for you the, my my kids. Um, I have a little two year old girl, and uh, her name's Emily. And I got a little two year old. <clears throat> I mean, not a two. I got a seven year old boy. His name's uh, uh little Richie. <laughs> nice, uh, Richie, nice. Richard Richard the fifth. He's a uh, the fifth generation. And um, and uh, yeah, you know, ha- having a having a family is uh, you know, it's a blessing, man. It's a it's a whole uh, different level of responsibility, you know, and uh, I, uh, you know, I, I, I appreciate it because if it if it wasn't for my wife, uh, you know, st- uh, having me grounded, I'd probably be uh, out there causing ruckus <laughs> and all that. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. So, um, so, so shout, so shout out to shout out to my wife for ho- holding me down and making me. Uh, making me be more calm than what I usually was. <laughs> so, sometimes we need that, man, you know? Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely, man. It worked out for me. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, all right. So um, I, if you – let's see. Yeah, let's let's get into Evil Ways. So I saw – the first I heard about Evil Ways was uh, – I'm not too – like – I, I throw it down on Instagram for the radio show, but like that's the only social media I have. So I don't like um, I, I wasn't I'm not too good on like paying attention to stuff. And, and so the first time I saw Evil Ways was on the flyer for the show with Change. And um, they put it on the flyer that, you know, it's like uh, featuring members of Mortar Pride and Rotting Out. And I was, right. like, I was like, damn, well, that has to be good, you know, like <laughs> two, two amazing bands. And um, so I checked you guys out and listened to your music and, and I really liked it. So um, but I did want to ask. Like, uh, yeah, of course. Um, and, and I wanted to uh, ask, like currently with the band, I know you guys are taking some time off to write some music and, and save some money and stuff. Um, <laughs> if you want to just give like a quick update on that. No, you just you know, just uh, this time of the year it gets gets busy for for everybody, you know, especially uh, especially all of us that we have have kids and and wife and are you know we're pretty pretty of age, uh, you know, just 
work, life, responsibilities come, you know, come first and then, uh, you know, band comes second. So that's, that's just where we're at. We're just taking the time to let all this holiday madness passes by. <laughs> and then, uh, I, and, and in the meantime, we're just kind of just writing, writing some jams and getting some new tunes out there. So, you know, are you, beautiful people can listen to <laughs> that's what's up that'll be sick um yeah man and and i that makes sense you know being becoming more responsible and having kids and you got that definitely has to come first um if you don't mind just giving us a quick breakdown of who else is in the band besides you so you sing in evil ways and then who else is in right. the band so we we got our we got our homie russ um he used to he used to play for a band called countdown and uh, he plays uh, he plays guitar. Uh, we got a we got a the homie Jesse, original guitar player from Mortal Pride. And then um, and he also plays guitar for Evil Ways. And then we got um, we got George, uh, you know our drummer, you know, bad is a bad mofo on the drums, man. He's <laughs> real good. And he, he you know he plays for uh, he plays for riding out. And then we got a uh, we got our, our boy uh, Omar. He played in a couple bands, and um, man, it's a, it's a, you know, we, it's a, it's a good thing we, uh, you know, it's good to have him in a band because you always got to have some funky bass lines in the, <laughs> in the, and the, the, you know, in the hardcore, in the hardcore music, you always got your little ding, bass ding, lines. Ding, uh, ding, they, ding, 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 where the baseline needs to come in, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, dang, has got the superstar lineup, the whole roster out there, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. Um, and then if you want to just real quick, so people who are listening, like you guys, do you guys have some like merch available to buy online or Bandcamp or anything like that? Um, we got we I, I guess we have merch, but we usually just have it for sale at the show. But if uh. You hit us up in the DMs, you know, hit hit the evil ways uh, <laughs> DM up, and then uh, we could work something out if you guys want something to get mailed out, mailed out to or whatever. All right, cool, cool, and um, yeah. So like, you know, how did the band start? Like, I know you haven't, you probably hadn't been in the band in a long time. Um, how did you guys kind of come together and decide that you wanted to do evil ways? Um, you know what, Ed, me, uh, me and Russ, we've been in contact for. Uh, for a while already, uh, he would he would uh, uh, he he would uh, write jams. You know, he has an electric drum set and and the guitar and the bass and all that. So he'll come up with some like cool little tunes, and he'll shoot them my way. And then he'll be like, "Hey, just add some lyrics, and I'll add the lyrics." And then he'll come over, and then we'll record a whole like little you know whole, whole little session. And then we came up with two or three songs, and just decided to kind of run with it. And that's where we we got in um, Jesse, Russ, and Omar and George, and and it just kind of just formed on its own from there. That's awesome. When when exactly did you guys like start jamming? Was that like during the pandemic or like right before it started, or like what was the timeline for it? Yeah, but it started. We started around probably around late 2019, and then we were. Uh, we were uh, we were doing pretty good. We, were, we you know we had a we had a bunch of practices in. We were ready to play some shows or or you know do whatever we needed to do. And then that's when the pandemic happened, and it kind of just went down from there. And uh, you know during the pandemic, everything was shut down, and and you know people were kind of worried about catching the catching the Rona, the Rona. and all that. And <laughs> <laughs> so we kind of just put that. As, at a standstill and, and you know it kind of stayed like that until we got um till we got hit up by our homie uh junior for that plays a plays in a band called content he uh he wanted us to play a show and and he he was uh thank, thank, thanks to him he kind of caught the kind of jump started us back into jamming out all over again nice yeah count time rules too by the way <laughs> Right. Oh yeah. That's those are the homies. Nice. Shout out to Junior, GMS, and all the Countdown crew. For sure. Um, yeah. So what was it like? What was it like for you to to get back, come back, and form a band like at this stage in your life? Um, you know, maybe like practicing, writing music. 
you know, playing playing a show? Like, how is how does it feel different now, or or does it feel different at all? You you know what? That's a good question. And I and I, you know, when when we started the band, I asked myself the same thing. I was I was pretty he- I was pretty hesitant. I was like, man, I'm 37 years old. Uh, you know, being in the band all over again, and I was like. It just felt like you know the old guy at the at the club, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know, you know, I every you know ever since I I stopped playing in Mortal Pride, I've always listened to hardcore metal. It was still it was still in my system. I, you know, I had it in me still. So you know, me being the hardcore kid that I was, I just I just you know went forward with it and. Um, and then uh, you know it's a kind of you know the shows that we played recently kind of kind of make kind of made me seem like kind of made me feel that I am doing something good because uh, we do have some people into our music and it's like man it's a it's a good thing I went through with it because uh, it's a it's, it's just a good feeling just to be able to play again. Yeah, for sure, man. Um... Yeah, so a little bit more about Evil Ways. So yeah, I caught, I saw it on the flyer. My homies are in uh, the band In Time, and so, oh, and, okay. and yeah, and and uh, I interviewed the guys from Change, and obviously I you know grew up listening to the First Step and and Betrayed in those bands. So I was super stoked to see Change, and then my homies were playing, and then I you know listened to you guys, and I was hyped to see you guys. And um, I mean, every song you guys have just goes hard. Even before I saw you live, it's just like good, straight up hardcore, like really clean sounding, just like really like boom, 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 you know, just like coming like straight at you. Um, and then I saw your set at um, in in the Valley in San Fernando. I forget the name of that place right now. Midnight Hour. And um, yeah. man, I was sitting there with my girl just like to look. I kept looking at her like. Like these guys are late, like throwing it down right now. Like just, you know, it was kind of a weird crowd that night. Like kind of like I don't know. I feel like people were kind of just posted up, which is cool. But I was just like, dang, like, you know, the 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 whole set from from top to bottom was was like it was just so it came so quick and and hard and fast and sounded really clean. Hey, and you were laying down some like some long screams too, man. Like just holding the note. I was like, damn, that's what's up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it was like, I, I got to blame the, the alcohol on that one. <laughs> no, it was good though. It, <laughs> it sounded clean. Um, nice. Did you have a, did you guys have a certain, like a certain sound that you were kind of, that you kind of wanted to go for when you started writing songs um, for evil ways? Um, not, 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 uh, you know, what? To, to be honest with you, it, I guess, uh, uh, Russ, Russ would, I already had the tracks pretty much, uh, laid out and, um, it was, it was, you know, it was, it was mostly him coming up with, the with the sound and I, and, and you know, it was, it was, it was sounding, it sounded, uh, I, I guess uh, I'm over here studying my words. No, nah, you're good. <laughs> we didn't have a, a certain sound i guess it just came out naturally and 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 we just and then we just uh you know just rolled with it yeah that's what's up well it came it came out good um yeah yeah and you yeah you got you got your vocals are legit i'm not just saying that like I, i'm telling you you asked my girl i was like telling her like damn this guy's getting down right now you know <laughs> he's <laughs> sounding really good um has your has your writing changed in any ways like as far as as writing lyrics um like for evil ways has it has it changed since when you were writing songs for mortar pride yeah you know what um you know back when i was in mortar pride we when we first started i was like probably like 18 19 and then um you know i me me uh you know being that at that age, I didn't really, I didn't really experience too much of the world to, you know, um, write, I guess, more, uh, more experience learning. And, but, but, uh, you know, r- rather than uh, me being the person that I am right now, I've experienced more in life and seen more things and was actually involved in a lot that, that I never was uh, for it. 
made me kind of be more open-minded to to the literature we have uh, compared to Mortal Pride. Because back then I was straight edge, you know, <laughs> listening yeah. to to the positive music uh, about uh, you know, you know, you know, living a good life and all that. And then once I, you know, kind of started partying a little bit, all that changed my perspective on a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, I would have never. I didn't know you guys were straight edge. I never put that together. But <laughs> yeah, you probably, you probably, I don't know. If you noticed the X in the back of my face. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. I guess not. I wasn't straight. I, I, I was, I was partying and getting drunk and getting high when I was listening to Mortar Pride when I was a teenager. So I was like, <laughs> I was just vibing yeah, you out know what? <laughs> You know what we 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 never claimed ourselves as a straight edge band, but we were everybody in the band was pretty much straight edge. Nice. Not more than. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that's what's up, man. All right. Well, yeah, we'll be on the lookout for uh, you know what's coming up from Evil Ways. Um, super stoked to to see it to to hear the new any new music that might come out and come catch you guys again at a show. Um, yeah. I'll be ready. As, for- as a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, we got a show coming in uh in january and um still it's i guess it's still in the process so once we uh find that out i'll I'll let you know about it and come out and hang out man yeah i'll come out i'll be ready i'll be ready for the sing-alongs this time too (laughs) sure for sure um but yeah if you don't mind let's talk about more to pride a little bit um I'll just share a little bit like from my perspective. So I, I was in high school and like from Oh five to Oh nine. And, um, I got into hardcore, um, my friend, you know, the guys in, in soul search who started that band soul search, uh, a couple of them were from, Cor- okay. yeah, a couple of them were from Corona where I grew up. Um, my friend Rudy, he went on to play in new brigade and, and minority unit. And those guys like, you know, went to my high school and, you know, so it kind of got me into hardcore and, um, that was like, nice. right, right. When mortar pride was coming up, you know, and rivalry was popping and like, yeah. And I remember, I remember listening to that record to this is life. And, and I just, dude, I listened to it like every day, like riding the bus to school, um, while nice. I was walking around at school, riding the bus home. And I just thought every aspect of the band was like, was just so sick, dude. And like the breakdowns and just like the, the energy and, uh, you know, lyrically as like an angsty teenager, I, I related to a lot of the lyrics and, and, you know, it really hit home for me. So, um, yeah, man, to be able to chop it up with you right now is really cool. Cause, uh, <laughs> I, I'm like a mortar pride super fan. So <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I did want to ask Appreciate you like, that. yeah, no doubt. What was, what was your life like growing up in Linwood? Uh, Linwood was, um, it was a, uh, it was pretty crazy, man. You know, besides uh, besides the the gang violence and all the knuckleheads out there, you know, uh, we we try to make it as a, we try to make it, um, you know, we just try to make it every day with uh, enjoying ourselves, as far as being, you know, kids into uh into hardcore, being straight edge, and. Uh, you know, and being probably like the, and that's rare to have in Linwood. So, you know, uh, uh, us being, um, being, uh, being that way uh, back in the days was pretty cool. Cause you know, most of our friends were, you know, either into drugs or getting into trouble and us positive straight edge kids were over there causing some other ruckus like <laughs> egging houses and yeah, yeah. <laughs> going to backyard shows and, you know, and then uh, that was pretty much, the life in Linwood and um, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. And then, uh, you know, we gained a lot of, uh, gained a lot of li- living in Linwood because uh, it was like uh, the battlegrounds out there, you know what I'm saying? For sure. So it's, I'm, it's really interesting to me, like be, growing up in that atmosphere in that environment, but, but making the choice to like be straight edge and also like, you know, how, like, how did, like, what was, how did you hear about hardcore? And, and like, it, it obviously was powerful or meaningful to you to be able to, to say like, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sell dope and kick it with the homies and whatever, whatever I'm gonna, you know, this, this hardcore music or whatever it is about this is really appealing to me. And I'm going to, I'm going to do this. Like, how did that happen? You, you know what? Uh, 
when I was in a when I was in the seventh eighth grade, I was you know smoking weed here and there. Not I wasn't a full blown pothead or nothing, but whenever it was around, I you know our I'll get into it. And then like ninth grade, I was starting to kind of you know mess up a lot as far as kicking it with the homies and kind of already running with the with a bad crowd and um yeah and at that time i was yeah. i was getting kicked out of school so so um so uh you know i i uh, i got kicked out of school and then i had my i had the 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 homie eddie which is our drummer and um and then like, he would always come over and and he was straight edge at the time already so so I kind of started hanging out with him more since, you know, I wasn't hanging out with uh, all the other homies because they just kind of just do, kept on doing whatever they're doing. And uh, kind of just just fell into it, you know, like thanks to to Eddie. He kind of just, um, you know, kind of just uh, just kind of just brought me into the into the light. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what's up, man. What were what were some of your favorite bands or like favorite favorite first records that you got into? Um, when I first started getting into um into the you know before hardcore, I was listening to like No Effects, Rancid, yeah. all the Punkorama Punkorama compilations. You know what I'm saying? Green Day, Nirvana. Corn, Limp Bizkit, that was my thing back then. Classics right there, and man. Then, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, again, Eddie, he was, you know, into the into the scene already, and he and then showed me, uh, like, Shut Down, and then War. And then, like, he gave me uh, the, the Victory Station, which had, like, you know, Strife and... Yeah. All kinds, all, all all the all the best bands from back in the days, you know. And then after that, it just it was just a whole different music that I'd never really heard before, other than, you know, the punkorama, corn and stuff like that. And it got me, got me pretty hooked. And I was like, and I was, and I'm thankful that thankful for that to this day. Yeah, because you know I was listening to the same stuff too, like the Pennywise, the you know, uh, yeah, Pennywise, No Effects, like. And that stuff's cool. Like I still, you know, right. was, it's it's right, cool. Yeah. Like gutter mouth. I was into all that. But then, hardcore is like a whole nother. <laughs> hardcore is like a whole nother thing. And and I feel like if your ears can already st- like handle the the punkorama stuff, then you're then you can pretty much listen to any. Like you know, you're you're not gonna trip if someone puts on something faster or harder. You know. Um, yeah. And then, it's like it's like a level up. It's it was like a level up. It is, man. It's like a hundred levels up. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, definitely. But yeah, Definitely. it just it, there's just a such a huge piece of hardcore that's missing in in those other you know genres of punk, um, and hardcore has that piece where you're just like okay, like the energy is higher and the the people you know the lyrics are really like standing for something. Um, yeah, that's that's cool. That's cool that you were able. That was cool that you had a homie that was able to kind of take you under his wing and and show you that and and that you gravitated towards it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what were some? What was there any spots like in Linwood or surrounding areas or venues that you really liked going to when you started going to shows, or if you remember like some of the first memorable shows you went to? Um, yeah, you know, there was a. I don't. You probably heard of it. it used to be. It used to. Um, well, first there was a bunch of you know backyard backyard shows. Backyard shows was like the you know my thing. Then that was like the the. You know, I guess the the rebel ditching parties <laughs> yep. for uh, for the K Rockers. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. No. Shout out to K Rock, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah. The K Rockers. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, you a K Rocker fool? What? <laughs> yeah. So, um, so, uh, yeah. And then uh, it was that, and then there was this venue that that started. It was called Our House, and. Uh, and then you know, like built to last, uh, man. Um, where the sidewalk? No, not where the sidewalk. It was just just a bunch of bands were rolled up, and then it was mostly a, a like a punk ska venue. And then uh, that was called Our House. And then, and then there was a, another spot called uh, the Allen Theater, which was in Southgate. I don't know if you ever heard of that one before. I don't. I don't think so. I know Southgate, but I don't think I know that venue. 
Oh, okay, okay. Well, yeah, that that's that. Those were my first early shows and venues, and then and then you know once I got hooked up with Eddie, we would go to like um, the Chain Reaction, yeah, Shake Shake Cafe, uh, showcased Troubadour. You know, you know Troubadour had a bunch of bunch of shows back there too and stuff like that. So you know those those were my early um, uh, you know shows going uh venues and all that that i was i was hitting up when i was younger yeah for sure yeah so i grew up like pretty close to the showcase theater right right that was the spot man rest in peace yeah man (laughs) you you know what for me um going to shows so many times it's a showcase theaters to to us you know being on the stage and playing on it it it's just like wow it's like a shell shot, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, it's a big deal, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. A, it's a big deal. And nobody, else, nobody like from the outside looking in would probably really be able to understand how meaningful that is, you know? Right. Right. Um, all right. So now we'll really get into more to pride. So how did, so, uh, like, so you're like going to shows, getting into hardcore and all that stuff. And then how did, uh, how did more to pride like become a band? Well, you know what? That's a, um, if I could tell you a, a quick story real fast. Break it uh, down, homie. All right, all right. Live on the go. radio okay. right now. All right, all right, <laughs> all right. I'm gonna do it. <laughs> so, uh, so when we fought, when before Motor Pride, we it was me, Jesse, and we had a drummer, and we were called Bases Loaded, and um, we were, you know, we were jamming. That's we were jamming, and then I, you know, no, no offense to. To, to the Christians or the religion out there, but we had a Christian drummer. <laughs> and uh, and then I guess uh, his mom <laughs> didn't, <laughs> didn't like the fact that, you know, we're, we weren't religious or Christian, so she kind of told him that he can't play drums with us. <laughs> Damn, she flexed on him. <laughs> yeah, she was like, yeah, no, you know. So so that that happened and then and then that's when me and Jesse and that, and that me and Jesse uh that's when uh we we were stuck without a drummer and then that's where our homie Eddie who got me you know into the hardcore scene he was playing drums and um and uh we kind of just told him what's up man we got these two songs you want to come in and play drums and he was like yeah and then that um that's how it uh that's it all began. Me, Jesse, and Eddie. Yo, bass is loaded. That's a sick name right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, that's that's old school, man. That's when we were like <laughs> seven, seven, 17, 17 years old. Wow. So, Memories. Well, that's only 20 years ago, man. It's not that long. You know, you're still young. <laughs> so, how did, so how did you come up with the, like, how and when did you come up with the name or, uh, like, to switch the name to Mortar Pride? Where did that come from? You know, um, uh, it was uh, a uh, we had a uh, we had a singer, our original singer. His name was Elmer. Um, I don't know. He just randomly popped out with "More to Pride," and we we're like, "All right, More to Pride, let's do it." Yeah, no, that's <laughs> it was sick. there was there was there was no like like us like you know thinking meetings of the minds would create this you know <laughs> dope name or whatever. It was just like more too pride uh sure let's do it go for it yeah no it's cool i feel yeah. like i feel like a lot of hardcore bands can get can get the name like that because they're also like there is a definite similarity between most names of hardcore bands you know right right um do you remember like some of the first shows you guys played uh yeah um i can't i can't I can't remember the first venues, but we we played a we used to play a bunch of um, bunch of backyard shows, and um, and then we uh, and then uh, Elmer Elmer knew a couple peoples like uh, like Junior from Count Time. I guess he uh, he was in a band called Difference of Opinion back in the days. So you know he got hooked up with him, and Junior invited us to play a show with like Scare Tactic and and. Uh, couple other bands i can't remember and it was it was in east la and and uh that was probably one of the one of the shows that kind of 
pushed us forward into uh, playing, uh, you know, more, more, uh, more uh, underground venues and stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so, did you? So you guys started playing, and did you? Did you put out any? Did you put out like a demo or an EP before you put out your full length? Yeah, if you could, you could actually go on. Um, on YouTube and and find our first, our very first demo, and that's and that's the uh, and that's the one that had Elmer, our original singer, um, on the vocals. Nice. So that's yeah, if you up. go to YouTube, if you go to YouTube, just type in Mortar Pride, and then you'll see a uh, Mortar Pride demo 2003, and and then uh, and then you can check that out if you like. <laughs> for sure yeah damn i wish i would have known i would have played that on the radio man <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> um that's what's up so were were there any any of the songs on the full length come from that demo at all oh yeah man oh pretty much all the songs all the songs that we wrote from bases loaded all the way to all the way to our our ep and all that all those songs are all on there that's what's up um, so yeah, like, like being, being kids, you know, I mean, you were young coming out of Linwood and kind of being like you were saying, like, yeah, that is a different route to take, you know, coming out of that area and, and coming from kind of that environment. And so to, to have the band start picking up, you know, picking up pace and people were probably for sure into it as it started building up, like, like, how did it, how did you guys come to you know, get picked up by rivalry and, and how, how did it feel to, to have rivalry hit you up about putting out a record? You know what? Um, we were, we were doing a, a, a short, uh, West coast run, uh, uh, with a uh, make move. And, uh, we played, uh, Gilman. Nice. Yeah, I believe it was Gilman. So, and it was like, it was like an early show and, uh, and then we were, we played that we played a show, and then next thing you know we uh we get Kyle walking up to us and you know talking about you know hey man you guys are you guys are dope I like your style and I guess he was uh pretty impressed that you know being you know the kids coming out in Linwood straight edge and playing you know coming out with the 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 jams that we were we were jamming with he was like man I gotta gotta get you guys on. <laughs> nice. And and you know, and then it was it was cool because um, you know Kyle was in the band uh, Damage Done, yeah, and and I, I and man we we were all you know we we were fans of Damage Done and to be able to work with the with the dude that uh, you know likes our music and uh, and then we were we were we were into you know one of, he was in the band that was one of my favorite bands at the time. Or still is, you know. I I still rock with them. It was just a good feeling, man. Especially, you know, you know, Linwood kids. We we didn't expect anything like that. We just <laughs> yeah. we just really wanted to play music, and for 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 us to get offered uh, on Rival Records with First Step, Allegiance, you know, Killing the Dream. Dude, it was a, I know. It was a it was a no no brainer. Like, let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, that's what's up. That's so cool, man. Um, what were, if you can remember, you don't mind kind of thinking on it for a second, like what were some of your favorite shows that you played with Mortar Pride um, through those years? You, you know what? Um, I got I to gotta say all of them are, are my favorite shows. All, all shows are my favorite shows because we were able to share the stage with, with all the bands that we love. We loved hearing and and be, and being able to share the stage with them it was just you know it all those shows were just amazing but i can't give you a i can't give you a, a, a you know the favorite you know tours that we that we've been on yeah for sure it man was, break it down yeah it was it was a we we went on a on a short run uh east an uh, east coast tour with uh mental Sick. and um you know they 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 pretty much uh brought us along with them we played New York, Pennsylvania, Virginia, uh, man, a couple other, but Boston, you know, Boston is the center, center of hardcore, you know, that, for sure. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So playing Boston was just like, whew, it was, it was just, it was, it was all amazing. 
and then met, met mental mental and not into the whole crew they were dope guys and showed us a showed us a really good time you know and then um and then that was one of them and you know and, and then and then, uh, i also may add that it was all of our first time pretty much being out of uh out of california you know <laughs> that's cool us, man. Uh, us, us Mexicans don't 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 get around too much. <laughs> just go, we just go to we just go to Vegas, uh, TJ, or the part of Mexico that we're from. <laughs> yeah. So you know that was a that was a good experience, and then um and then there was a the other short run with um with Make Move. That was another time that we hit the Bay, Portland, Seattle, uh, Oregon. And then we went all the way up into Canada. So, you know, that was another another good experience, good run. It was and it was all fun, man. Uh the whole thing. Yeah, that's awesome. I bet it I bet it was a big deal to 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 know how meaningful Boston and New York were for hardcore and then to be be on a run with a band like Mental out there, um and be able to play in those cities. That's awesome. That's an awesome story. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Good times. What? How was the van life? Were you guys mobbing around in the van or what? Yeah, you know what? Um, uh, we uh, the the dudes from uh, the uh, Dan from Guns Up. Um, he uh, he actually lent us he actually lent us their van, and then there was this dude named Chucky Edge, the homie. <laughs> um, shout out to Chucky Edge, Guns Up, and Dan. Uh, you know, thanks thanks to Dan, they lending us the van, and Chucky Edge was just our chauffeur the whole way the whole way through. He held it down, man. He held it down from sun up to sundown, and uh, it was a uh, it was uh, living the van life is sucks <laughs> <laughs> sucks. We, we pretty much uh, you know uh, gas station food and all that, but you know. Other than that, it was cool. We still enjoyed it. Yeah, that's what's up. Shout out to Guns Up, man. That was a great band. Um, yeah, no, that's awesome. Um, so, and then when 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 did you got you guys played your last show? Or I was just thinking about driving around the van. Like you had to have a you had to have like a tour guide at that time because there was no like iPhone where you just plug in the Google Maps and get to the next destination, right? Right. Right. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. Chuck, Chuck, the, that dude, Chucky Edge. He was, he was just on it. I don't know. <laughs> we were, we were just in the back seat. And he was the chauffeur, and we were just like, oh, I would tell him, we would tell, him, hey man, you want me to drive? No, nah, don't worry, buddy, I'll drive. All right, cool, whatever. <laughs> hey man, uh, those <laughs> those straight edge kids, they got some kind of crazy energy sometimes. Like they're on, like they're like tweaking or something. And they're just going. <laughs> Hey, hey, they're high. They're high on life, man. Hey, good for them, man. That's what's up. Respect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that's cool, man. Thanks for sharing the, those stories. Um, so, and then you guys, when did you play your last show? Pro- like, what, do you remember around what year that happened? Man, we had so many last shows. It's hard. <laughs> <laughs> we had a last show. We came back. And then we had, a, you know, we did a reunion. Came back, and then last show reunion. But uh, I don't know. It was it, our last show was probably like ah man. If I can remember, our very very last show was like 2005, somewhere around there, and it was at the Chain Reaction and and then um, yeah, it was a uh, it was a uh, it was pretty dope. It the the house house went crazy, and we went out with the bang. Yeah. I mean, for sure, but that, so you guys played for like a pretty short period of time, right? Probably like 02 to 05 or so. Like that's, that's definitely the hardcore way, you know, come in and make a bang and then that's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, it, you know, we, you know, we really didn't, uh, I guess, uh, you know, back then, back then, you know, we weren't more pride wasn't, you know, you know, like, uh, you know, helping us financially. So definitely not. So, you know, <laughs> you know, we, um, we had to kind of start working and, you know, uh, kind of take our, take, take work seriously. Cause our parents were saying, Hey man, you ain't paying no rent. You gotta get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
you know, so mom and mom and dad didn't didn't let us stay there for free. So yeah, but- I guess uh, I guess uh, work came into a came came into a you know, in a big way that we had to kind of just start moving on. Yeah, I mean, you gotta listen when 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 the heifer when the heifer drops it down on you, you gotta listen, you know. (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah, no doubt. You know what? I I, still to this day I can't. I find it hard for me to cuss in front of my mom and stuff. You know. (laughs) (laughs) That's good, man. Uh, Oh, shit. I, I, when I slip out, I'll be like, oh, man, he started looking at me like, what you say? <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, so then, uh, so then, uh, dude, it's crazy. Like, I never, I never caught Mortar Pride live, like, the whole, through all that, because I was also, like, falling into some stuff in my own life, like, you know, drinking and doing drugs right. and just, like, really, like, you know, not making it to as many shows as I would have liked to, but then you, but then you guys came back and played Sound and Fury 2017, right. and I was so happy about that because I was like, "Dang, I'm finally gonna get the chance." And and so, just wanted to ask you about how that was. Like, how was it to, you know, come back and play Sound and Fury hometown show? Obviously, Sound and Fury is the best fest in the world. We all know that. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> but how was that? Yeah. Yeah, uh, did did you did you end up hitting up that show? Oh yeah, yeah, I was there oh, for nice. sure. Yeah, nice. Oh yeah, nice. So yeah, yeah I was man, stage you know, diving, it, and how how was it to uh, <laughs> to play that show though? You know what, man? To for we I uh, we had played uh, real fast. We had played for the children back like in 2014. So so you know we played that show after after the 2005 show. And it was cool, and then, and then you know, come from 2014 to 2017, it was a big gap in between. So we were pretty nervous, and especially jumping on to Sound of Fury, we we're like, oh man, that's that's <laughs> big time right there, you know? Yeah. We're just uh, we're, we're just a local band, you know, you know, you know, playing for 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 you know, for the local people and shit. I'm I'm, I'm sorry. That's all right. It's <laughs> all good. So yeah, you know. And then to uh, you know get on, get on a big stage uh, like with uh, Sound of Fury, it was uh, it was pretty uh, nerve wracking. But uh, we got on stage, and that, uh, the, you know the crowd's energy and the intensity and everything and and all that kind of just pumped us all up and uh, ended up being an amazing show. Yeah, especially you- with all our uh, all our friends. I don't know if you noticed all our friends in the on a stage like like the Wu-Tang Clan and all that. Yeah, no, I remember, dude. That was yeah, you were rocking the sick bucket hat just like <laughs> uh, did uh yep, yep. did uh did they hit, did Sound and Fury hit you guys up to play that show? Yeah, 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 they uh they hit us up and uh it was just uh when they hit us up, it was kind of hard. Uh we we it was kind of hard because everybody was like not really into it and there were everybody had moved on and then you know kind of had to kind of get a little you know talking talking them into it to to get it going and they were all about it and yeah it, it all worked out that's awesome um so yeah we'll go back to this is life uh a little bit because again like the one of my favorite records like I, I mean, even even before like you know meeting you and and everything like I still had that record playing like all the time just because you know i know all the words like just like it's, <laughs> it's one of my favorites of all time um so this there's a song on there called r&r construction and when i was yeah. when i was younger i thought that song was so cool and um <laughs> so now i get the chance to ask you about like what kind of the backstory on that song well r construction is actually uh my dad's uh construction company um yeah, so you know he he uh, grew up because of him. That's that's who I am today, as far as uh, as far as uh, you know me and being in the construction trade or whatever. So yeah, but he had a construction company called R and R Construction, <laughs> and then um, and then uh, you know the reason we made that song is because because uh, I I um I would I would have to work with them. Well, well, first off. I got kicked out of school because, you know, I was just always getting in trouble and ditching and all that stuff. 
and I, I I got expelled probably about like three times. <laughs> my dad, my dad, my dad got fed up. He was like, you know what? You're, you, whatever with school, you're gonna you're gonna come work with me, and um, that's it. That's gonna be your life from now on. You don't want to go to school, so might as well go to work. And uh, yeah, man, since I was like 15, 16 years old, I was already in the trenches digging digging out you know digging out a, a footing oh man but pick and shovel pick and shovel i didn't have no machine or nothing like that you know i had to you know wake up at four in the morning be at work at six in the morning and this was this was when i was like six years old my yeah, dad that's crazy man yeah yeah and so so my dad would I, you know once i started started turning 17 and stuff like that he was like I already had it, having me driving the work truck with him on the passenger side. Him knocked out because he's hung over or whatever. Now we're here, seventeen years so driving the work truck to the job site, and then just you know being his chauffeur. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, it was out. You know, I I I was just stuck. You know, so that's where it pops. That's where it always comes in. It, it, the the song pretty much explains. It the does. Whole, yeah. <laughs> uh, Pops is always yelling. Skin is always burning. Yeah. 30 minute, 30 minute breaks are never enough. <laughs> do this, do that. You know? It's so on hey, point. Man. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's, it explains everything, you know? So, yeah, that's that's our and our construction for you. Hey, but you know what? I, I, but, be, uh, you know, if I may add, I I know that song, you know, may, you know, I talk about our and our construction, but if it wasn't for them or – if it wasn't for R and R construction, I wouldn't be the person I am today. And I am thankful for my dad for uh, pulling me out and making me work when I was a young kid. Because, um, you know, I I I I, I uh, worked myself up to uh, be one uh, be one of the the baddest in the game right now, as far as this whole concrete cutting business. Yeah, that's what's up, man. I mean, I you know, yeah, I can only imagine the type of work ethic you have now. You know, being doing that kind of labor at that age, um, yeah, that's awesome. Respect. Hey, was your dad rocking yeah. with the song though? Does he does he does he bump it? Does he know what's up with it or what? <laughs> you know, uh, well, uh, you you know, he he when I first he was like, ah, oh, mijo, why you gotta do me like that, man? <laughs> and I was like, I was I was. You know, I was embarrassed to 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 show it to him. I was like, "Ah, oh, man, he's gonna wanna, you know, he's gonna, I'm gonna hear from him from you know, for saying all this stuff." And he was he was cool about it, but he was just like, he's just like, "Ah, oh, why you gotta do me like that?" <laughs> I thought you were gonna be like, "Nah, he's actually never heard it." <laughs> yeah, but but you know, I want to give a shout out to my dad. Rest in peace. You know, he's no longer with us, but he's oh, I'm sorry, he's man. always he. It's all good, you know. He's he's always with me in heart and spirit, and and, and you know that's that kind of that kind of what pushes me to to thrive in in life, career, all that. You yeah, that's what's up. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so you guys, so um, yeah, I mean, just that record from from top to bottom. I mean, this is life. You're whack. My true friends. You know, especially like my true friends too many times, like all those songs and lyrics still mean a lot to me. Um, yeah. Just good, like straight up hardcore. Um, what, uh, like, how was the process of making that record? Like you guys were pretty young and, and the quality of the record is obviously really good. Um, so like, where'd you guys record it at? And like, how kind of, how was, how was that process? Um, uh, we recorded, uh, we recorded, Somewhere in San Francisco, I forgot the uh, forgot the recording studio that we we recorded at. But uh, it was a it was a fun process. Um, it was a fun, uh, really fun process. We had to drive from Linwood to San Francisco uh, in a in a pretty uh, busted busted van. It only had like two seats in the front and no seats in the back. So <laughs> so you know, <laughs> it had no heater. So it was like it was it was the it was the band plus like about five homies, all rolling up, you know, sketchy in a in a broken down van with no heater, no radio, no <laughs> That's nothing. That's what's up though. <laughs> and, and man, it was and, and it was in a it was in a winter time like probably like December, January, somewhere around there, and it was cold man, and that was probably like one of the first, 
last times that I ever spooned with uh, one of my friends. And we're going to keep that on the low, low, low. <laughs> Damn, now that just hit the airwaves, man. <laughs> Did you guys, how? Yeah, man, it was many... cold. It was cold. I had to, I had to. No, that's what's up, man. Hard times came, you know what I mean? <laughs> there you go. There you go. There you go. Um, so yeah. Did you got how many days did it take to get the record done up there? Uh, yeah, uh, it, it took probably about three, three or four days, three or four days. Yeah, three or four days of uh, of us, um, uh, yeah, of us uh, recording it and all that. You guys were sleeping in the van or what? Uh, we were. Uh, you know what? Kyle, uh, Kyle was uh, was was uh, he was let, he, he was letting us stay, uh, crash at his house while we recorded the the record and all that. And, oh, that's um, cool. Yeah, he was cool about. Yeah, he yeah he was uh he was real cool and uh, helpful throughout the way. And then we were we were we had a bunch of homies up there, so we would kind of go hang out with them and you know you know kick it with them and all that while we were up there. So it was a pretty fun experience. And that's what that's where we were. I, I kind of uh, we wrote like one of our so- our songs. Um, was that too many times? Seth Seth came up Seth Seth came up with it right there and then and. And man, yeah, yeah, they're good, good times, good times, good times at the recording studio in San Francisco. For sure, man. And then, and then, what was it like when you finally, like, when you got it done, and then you guys got your copies of the of the vinyl? Like, was that was that pretty cool when that finally all came like full circle? Yeah, man, it was like like wow, like you know, having your own seven inch record on vinyl or whatever, you know, even even to have it on a CD. Uh, we had posters and all that. It was just like we didn't even expect all that, and and it, it was just you know, it was just a blessing coming from uh, coming from um, rival records and and you know showing us a bunch of Linwood kids a bunch of love. Yeah, for sure, man. That's what's up. Um, yeah, if you have any old CDs or anything like that, and you want and you want to autograph it and send it over, we'll put it up in the radio station. <laughs> no, I got I got a bunch of I've got a bunch of stuff like tapes and like all kinds of stuff signed by like bands and people I've interviewed. So if you got like any old Mortar Pride merch laying around, let me know. <laughs> throw, all right. Yeah, yeah, you could tag it up and send it send it up. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. I think I think I got I think I got some some in a. Gotta dust it off a little bit, but I got, I got some for sure, man. Um, all right, before before we run out of time, I gotta I saved the best for last, man, because because I gotta ask you about this. So, any Mortar Pride fan knows if you listen to if you let your whack play like you know past the end, there's like a hidden clip at the end. Um, and any any Mortar Pride fan knows about it. And like, dude, me and my me and my homies used to sit and listen to that and just be dying. Like just like and we always like <laughs> we always used to like have these jokes with these other with each other like hot times came, hot times went, always by my side. Like we always <laughs> we'd always just like be <laughs> clowning on each other saying that and like um and I put it on the other day just because when I listen to the record I usually you know, I usually like listen to it and then I, I don't always get to that point, but I, but I put it, I like fast forward the other day and I was like, still, right. <laughs> I was still dying. Listen, I can't say like my favorite parts on the radio, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's so funny, man. Um, yeah, I just wanted to ask you about that. Like, was that something that just happened naturally that was recorded and you guys put it on there? Like, how did that happen? Yeah, no, it de- definitely happened. Happened while uh, while it was the the track was still uh, running. <laughs> I guess uh, we, what had happened we um uh, we had a uh, we had wrote lyrics that same day to that uh, for for the you know my true friend song and uh, you know I was, I was we were putting we were we were put, working on putting them in and then you know it it was it was during the time where I already uh, you know all the all the the drums were laid the drum tracks were laid out guitar bass whatever and it was my it was just my turn so so everybody was just like just waiting on you huh hurry. yeah <laughs> just waiting on me plus it was plus it was our last day and i kept on on messing up on that song because <laughs> you know everybody's like pressure and then you can hear it then then it becomes oh, you're right <laughs> like, oh man i don't know 
they're all staring at me like, I know. Come on, hurry, and he's all, hey, rewrite it, fool, rewrite it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, that's uh, that's that's Jesse and then uh, Marlon, Strawberry Shirt Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's yeah, fun. man. It was yeah, it was, it was yeah. You know, be, you know, I'm sure everybody will probably be nervous like when they're like. Hurry up! You only got so much time to to finish this track. Like, yeah, man. No, it's Fun. it's funny, funny too. It's funny too, cause like, you know, because uh, my true friends is like at the beginning of the record. You know what I mean? And then like, yeah. at the end, you know, I remember. I, I remember the first time I heard it. I'm like, oh, okay. They're they're this is like for my true friends. And then you can kind of hear like. You know, it's kind of cool to hear like your the rough like like the raw and uncut like version of uh. trying to put it together because the because the actual song is like so clean. You know what I mean? It flows so good and like, but man, that's so yeah. Right. <laughs> it's funny. Right, it's right. funny. It's funny that it's uh, it makes it even funnier that it's like it was like a real thing because like they were they were like they sounded super frustrated. You know. And I think everyone's yeah. like taking turns reading the lyrics too. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, right. Like here, they just, they snatch the paper off my hand. Like, hey, okay, well, let's, let's try it out. And I'm like, ah, uh, uh, you know. It was fun though, fun man. Yeah, the yeah, the the, the Linwood crew they, part. They, they, they're like trying to, like, Lin- this is for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, no, no, no. <laughs> the Linwood crowd. <laughs> Uh, that's it. That's uh. You know what? You know what? That's funny because uh, uh, as soon as you know, you can hear the doors. Uh, Jesse say, "Ah, oh, shut up, strawberry short man." He walks out the door, closes it, and then Marlon like knows it's just me and him by them by ourselves, not knowing that it's still recording. He's like, "This is for you, crowd." <laughs> he starts getting more into it. <laughs> hey and then who's sleeping at and the you beginning can hear it. you'll hear it man it's funny yeah no no and then it sounds like someone's like sleeping at the beginning right or something yeah that's that's me right there <laughs> <laughs> i was knocked out man we uh i guess we just you know we were we were up all night kind of cruising the studio or whatever and then we go to the recording studio and i just i just crash and and i'm a i i snore and i, I snore pretty loud <laughs> So they're over there recording me while I'm snoring and poking at me at the same time. That's when you were like, hear me kind of change it up a little bit from a little soft snore to a <laughs> big old, yeah, big old snore. Yeah. No, thanks for thanks for that's so cool to like be able to talk about that with you because when I was when I was <laughs> when I was younger, man, that was like one of my favorite things. And me and my homies had our own like jokes about it. You know, like we would we we would always like clown on each other like and and say like. You know, I, I can't say the funniest parts on the radio, but there's so it, it's funny. Uh, yeah, but yeah, thanks for thanks for sharing about that. Um, yeah, man, uh, the hour went by fast. Um, if before we go, um, if you if you have any like shout outs you want to give, or like any of any favorite bands you're listening to right now, and if there's yeah. a possibility that we will be able to mosh and stage dive to to my true friends ever again. <laughs> um you know what uh I, as far as i know we more probably still still living under a rock but you can still check out evil ways we'll muchly great uh we'll greatly appreciate it and uh you know hopefully you dig it and um and uh, and and love the love the tunes that we're we're pumping out for you guys but uh, in, but i do want to give more, more than a few shots out, if you don't mind, man. Handle it, homie. I, I want to, since you know, I never, never been on the radio station, so I want to give a shout out to my wife, my kids, my mom, my brothers Robert and Ruben. I want to give a shout out to Linwood, Evil Ways, Mortal Pride, all my friends and family, and to you, man, for doing what you, uh, doing what you do, man, doing what you do for the hardcore community and. And uh, and uh, you know the hardcore scene, and 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 also your sobriety. Yeah, you know, I, I know Thank that you. I know that you are really uh, passionate about it, and 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 that's good, man. Because you know it shows shows that you uh, are headstrong and are able to overcome that uh, that you know 
the the addiction you had, you know. Yeah. No, thanks, man. I appreciate yeah. that. I was just, I'm glad it ended up just being another Tecato out there, you know, because that's where I was headed. <laughs> that's where I was headed, we man. Straight up. We have enough. We have enough of them already, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. No doubt. Um, no. And, and, and real fast, if you know, if I could, if I, if I could also shout out uh, some DIY and, and a couple bands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that way everybody can get familiar. There's this, there's this, uh, there's this page called La Onda TV. They are, uh, uh, there's a dude, and he does like DIY filming, and he interviews and uh, kind of do skits around, you know, bands and and different comedians and stuff like that. And um, and uh, you should, you should, you. And uh, whoever's listening should check them out. They're really a, it's a really, it's a really a cool, cool pace to check out. And you'll, you'll love all the content on there. And then, the, and then there's a band called Jackknife coming out of Linwood, hardcore, and they're dope. A, a band from, a band called Force Identity. They're, they're out of a uh, same uh, Cypress Park, northeast side of Los Angeles. And the whole LA, and the whole LA scene. You know, shout out to everybody and and um, and all that, all that good stuff. For sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jackknife, I just listened to them yesterday because they, I nice. think I think I saw them like they posted the interview or something. Um, yeah, they're really good. Um, yeah, L.A. man, Southern Califas is on top forever. I don't care what anyone says, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I think I think. Uh, I think we're, uh, you know, bands like Dead City, Section Eight. Yep. You know, definitely, definitely making some noise for everybody to hear, and uh, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a pleasure for them, uh, uh, you know, honking that horn for everybody to to turn the to, to turn this way to keep it, you know, and then to keeping it live, yeah, live. For sure, man. Hey, well, thank you so much again. Really, really, uh, thanks so much for coming on the show. It means a lot to me. Um, I'll definitely see you at a, at an Evil Ways show soon. Um, everybody will check out Evil Ways. All your jams are, are bangers. And uh, I hope you have a good rest of your Thursday. I'll talk to you soon, man. Hey, uh, if, if I may add, yeah. if, Corey, if, if Corey Williams is listening, oh. and, if, <laughs> and if Internal Affairs ever happens to you know do a show you know, how about your boy hey there it is man live on the radio right <laughs> there it's out in the open hey i hit up sound and fury i sent him a message and i was like yo what's up with internal affairs reunion for the sound and fury 2022 <laughs> <laughs> hey because hey, that, 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 that'll definitely be a de internal affairs alone oh man all worth it Oh, yeah. Yeah, because according to, like, when I interviewed him, like, they're down from what it sounds like. So they just need the right, you know what I mean? They just need to, they just need to make it happen. Someone needs to hit him up or something. Yep, yeah, 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 I know, man. I, I heard the, uh, <laughs> he was kind of, last time you were talking to Corey. And, yeah. And it was, uh, I was like, oh, man, yeah. Sounds, sounds like, it, sounds like his, uh, sounds is in the work. Yep. All right, man. Hey, take <laughs> care. Have a good night, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Glenn, for having me on here, and much love to you and yours, your family, and um, man, ho hopefully we get to uh, kick it. We will, soon. we will for sure, man. I'll be stage diving at the next Evil Ways show. Sounds good, man. I'll see you there. All right, peace.